0: is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo. More like status. No. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on. Let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap.
1: hello to our healthcare rap posse out there thanks for joining us on another episode of the healthcare rap i've got a fabulous guest and co-host today that i'd like to introduce to you i can't wait to welcome him to the program it's neil meta from epifinder he's the co-founder vice president and chief operating officer there and epifinder is a really really cool med tech company that is on the rise it's been really fun to follow their trajectory Uh, they not just because they're based here in arizona but because of the promise that they show to help make a difference in people's lives. And so with that, I wanna introduce Neil to the program. Neil, welcome.
2: Hi, thank you for having me on the episode today. Absolutely. Now, Neil, if if I recall correctly, we met
1: just really by chance it was a couple years ago at at hymns i think it's almost it was it was almost three years ago must have been in 2016 when we literally just happened i think sit next to each other out in the lobby at hymns if i remember correctly and we've, we've stayed in touch since then
2: how are things going for you these days yeah that's correct you know we met back in 2016 at the hymns national conference in in las vegas and you know we both were having the pink socks and that's where that's how we got connected. And along the lines at Epifinder, we have built a diagnostic solution for healthcare professionals to effectively triage, identify, and manage patients who have epilepsy. Yeah, in fact, tell us a little bit more about that. Tell us, in fact, you know why don't We walk it back a
1: little bit. Like, like, uh, give us a little introduction. Into you know yourself, you know how you really got involved with EpiFinder, how you got started with the product and the company. Uh, let, let's start there. You know, just give us a little bit more about it because it, it, it's a really cool thing what it does.
2: Yeah, sure. So thank you for asking that question. The journey started um, back when my co-founder Robert was misdiagnosed while he was a medical student in Chicago, and then he was bedridden. And because of the complex condition, which was really difficult to diagnose, identify, and manage. And so he took the matter in his own hands and figured out a systematic way to create a solution to his own condition. And then, you know, when he went back to the medical school, the doctor said that, you know, you should look into the PhD program in biomedical informatics. And then he got here at ASU, at Arizona State University, and then he was doing his research. My story is that I came here to pursue my graduate education at Arizona State University in biomedical as well. And but with the neck and the you know the challenges what the healthcare was having, I saw that the, there has to be a better way in order to bring the ideas or the academic concepts to the marketplace. I saw a lot of my peers, my colleagues who built great solutions, great ideas. But what will happen is when they will submit their uh, thesis or dissertation or an academic project, everything will be just in the books and in the shelves, but nothing will come out in the marketplace. And so I saw that there was a need, there were challenges, and the pain points which doctors and patients were having. And then at, at that time, both my co founder Robert and I got together. We were brainstorming different ideas and EpiFinder came to life. Previously it was for, you know, building a framework for difficult to diagnose conditions. And then, you know, we always say that epilepsy didn't choose us, you know, we didn't choose epilepsy, but epilepsy chose us. You should look into epilepsy because it's a difficult to diagnose condition. There are 62 different types of epilepsies, 65 million people worldwide have epilepsies, 3.4 million people in U.S. have epilepsy, which is one in 26 Americans will have epilepsy at any given point in their lifetime. And it costs the U.S. healthcare system $36.8 billion each year. So the problem was massive, and there was no standard protocol which can assist healthcare professionals at their fingertip. And so we teamed up together, uh, got a team, applied to the social incubator program SeedSpot, which is in downtown Phoenix, which helped us understand more about the Marketing 101, the Business 101, helped us connect with the executives out in the marketplace to learn from the doctors, to do the interviews, and slowly we started forming our product. So you basically, you identified a problem out there that had a
1: big potential impact and you had a potential solution for it. So what we actually want to, you know, what we want to talk about from there is how you succeeded from there. And so that's actually the source of our rap battle today, which is all about, you know, what you need to have to succeed. Rap battle! So our rap battle for those listeners who are tuning in for the first time, our rap battle is where we challenge an assumption that has been holding back healthcare. It usually has to do with marketing and or technology. In this case, it has to do with both because the assumption that we're challenging is that all you need is a good product to succeed out there in in the med tech world. And uh, Neil, I think you, you, you were just given a great example of that you've got to have that absolutely. And we want to hear more about the product and then uh, we'd like to hear more about What else you need? Because the product doesn't just sell itself. It doesn't just get out there in the medical community. So I'm curious. So uh, you you, uh, you want to continue with the story, right? So you identified a problem. You had a a potential solution. Uh, What did you do from there to start developing things? Sure.
2: That's a great question. And, you know, I like to say that days are gone, that if you build it, they will come, you know. No one comes at your doorstep if, even if you have the most fabulous product for any industries, not necessarily med tech or healthcare per se. So, when we were designing, drafting, figuring out how this solution would look like. We were doing customer interviews. That means we were reaching out to doctors from various hospitals, uh, clinics, and practices to figure out, Okay, we know that there is a need. We found documentation and evidence for that. Epilepsy is severely underfunded. We talked to the Epilepsy Foundation National Office, the state office here in Arizona, and we saw, okay, that has to be a better way. And so after understanding the customer requirements, the pain points, and their needs, we started drafting, okay, what exactly we can build so that not only they will use it, but also they will pay for it. And we realized that everyone needed a diagnostic application at the fingertips. They don't want something which is bulky. They don't want something which is heavy. They don't want something which they cannot access 24-7, 365. And we, we found out that the best way to go about it is creating an app on your smart devices so that, you know, it's secure because you can the doctors have to log in through their username and password. But at the same time, it is available to them when they are doing rotations in the hospital, when they are going to see one patient after the other patient at a practice, or even if they are on the go. So, you know, we went to the Mayo Clinic. We we spoke with the team, and they said that this is what we would like to have. And, you know, we have spent the last seven years to figure out how we can go about this. So we said, okay, we'll take this as a challenge, you know. Uh, Arizona State University is one of the best universities, the number one university in innovation. So we went to the computer science department, we went to the School of Life Sciences, and we went to the business school. And we started forming the team to tackle this challenge because from day one, I know that uh, I'm not the guy who can do each and everything. And you have to find the people who bring complementary skill sets on the table. And so when we teamed up together, we hired people. And then they started building, designing the app. We constantly did the continuous feedback loop. And then after nine months, we went and did a demo at Mayo Clinic. And the first thing from the chair, the former chair back then, uh, came out of his uh, mouth was, wow, this is phenomenal. It has taken ages for Scientists, researchers, and folks out in the epilepsy community to come up with something like that. And so it's all good and great of your product as long as you are saying it, but you really have to prove it. So we thought that we were done. You know, we built the product, everything is good. You know, now it's a happy life, but wait, there is more. And at that time, the physicians at Mayo said that we now need to prove it. So we formed an IRB together and the clinical study started last year with the objective of how can EpiFinder effectively screen patients for epilepsy? And after six months of the clinical study, the results came out. Currently, about 60% of the patients only gets correct diagnosis in their first visit. That means 40% of the patient goes undiagnosed or misdiagnosed. And that results into the the cost problem, the medication compliance problem, and everything. After our study, and with the use of EpiFinder, we bring that accuracy rate from 60 to 86.8%. That means we improve Identifying people, whether or not they have epilepsy or not, about 87% of the time correctly during their first visit, which is phenomenal in the clinical epilepsy in the medical community. After that, we drafted a clinical research paper and it got published in Epilepsy and Behavior.
0: Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Hey, we have a new exclusive giveaway from our partners, True North Custom. We're giving a branded infographic to healthcare rap listeners. This is a $1,500 value. This digital asset can be used to promote key service lines, as well as provide your communities with engaging health and wellness information. It can be shared via your blog, social media, and other channels. Visit bitly healthcare wrap two today. That's bitly healthcare wrap and the number two to select your free infographic from the True North Custom Library. It's time for you
2: to spread the awesome. Remember bitly healthcare wrap and the number two. Tell your whole crew. So that's on the research side, and then we went out to different epilepsy conferences nationwide to present and pitch what we are doing in conjunction and collaboration with Mayo Clinic. And that got attention to several doctors out here in the state of Arizona, along with that out in the East Coast. Since then, we have grown our team from five of us to now 24 in business, research, and development. And we have raise capital uh, uh, both in investments and also in non-dilutive, that means through grants and through foundations. And we are creating a solution which will change how people perceive that medicine have no solutions or medicine cannot cure them. So what we want to do is we want to put patients at the center, Provide a supplementary tool to the doctor for them to have the evidence based guidelines at the fingertip and also, you know, improve patient outcomes and reduce costs. And there's, there's a lot which I can keep going. And one thing which I would like to emphasize here is that about a couple of months ago, I gave a keynote presentation at a med tech conference here in town. And I didn't talk about EpiFinder at all. I talked about the challenges that, what I really emphasize is that there is no lack of innovation. There is no lack of technological solutions. What we lack is that we have access of human inertia. That means people don't want to change. People don't want to adopt new things. And so for every startup, for every new project, for every new discovery, if you don't have adoption along with your customers or along with the stakeholders who you are looking to partner or to sell, even if you have the most fantastic product out here in the community, it will not scale. And that's that's my two cents. That's you know, where the challenge is, how you can overcome, is that you have to look into how your product can be adopted at various locations by various stakeholders to really be used to your actual customers. Well, I, I think we can take your two cents to the bank. I think it's, a,
1: it's golden. It's really well said and, and really well represented. Just the that thought of you're not going to scale without that type of, of adoption. And I, so I'm curious how you went about Gaining that kind of adoption because the, the growth in the company, the size of the team, for instance, shows that adoption has taken off and has gotten a lot of traction. So how did you go from that point to test and and actually increase adoption?
2: Yes. So that's a great question. You know, listening to your stakeholders, listening to your customers Well, in our case, listening to the doctors who would eventually be using our product. And, you know, asking them the question, you know, if you you build it, will you use it? You know, most of the people will always say yes because they want to please you or they don't want to come across as negative or, you know, don't want to offend you. But rather than asking that question, we'll ask them, why would you use it? And then they will tell us exactly the reason why. And if you can address that problem or figure out a solution to which you can achieve their happiness in a, in a very, you know, a long, long way that, you know, not, not only they will use it, but they will also pay for it. Because once they are happy, once they are satisfied that, you know, we are solving the problem, then, you know, the sky is the limit. And the best way to go about it it is doing interviews, doing panel discussions, going to conferences, looking at other successful companies on how they have gone about it. And last but not the least is actually having one-on-one deep conversation about understanding their workflow. For example, if you build something which can only work from 8 p.m. to midnight, in the night, no one is going to use it because doctors are not working at the time unless they have a shift at the time. So I know it seems simple, but it's a very complex thing, especially in healthcare, because you are working with multiple different stakeholders, right, from patients to providers, to pharmaceutical companies, to payers, and also to the people who are, you know, putting everything in the form of a supply chain. So you have to work with the IT team, you have to work with the clinical researchers, you have to work with the front desk staff, which is receptionist, uh, the medical assistant, the nurse practitioners. And they will not use it in simple language. They will not use it if they don't see the value of that particular product. And also they will not use it if it is going to take them 20 minutes more per patient because they already have a crunch when it comes to seeing or moving the patient from one doctor to another doctor or taking the vitals and going on to the next patient. So understanding the dynamic and having a tool, which is applicable in different scenarios and in different clinical settings is must. And last but not the least, is like going out of the building. So at Finder, my team is working day in and day out, but most of our members are, you know, talking to the doctors, talking to the patients. We have patient interviews. We have doctor interviews. They are going to the conference uh, locally and nationally. And I'm meeting with different stakeholders, hospital executives. So just learning from their viewpoint. And of course, you know, again, as I mentioned before, healthcare is so complex that you will not be able to satisfy each and every individual. But as long as you get the majority, 80% or more, your product or your proposed device, it is on the medical device side, will be implemented. And last but not the least, Making sure that you are in compliance, you are working with the regulatory agencies, and also working with American medical associations, you know, American Academy of Neurology, PIMMS, making sure that all the things are in alignment, and you know having a great talent and a multi-discipl- multidisciplinary, multi-diverse team which asks different questions, which challenges the status quo. And which brings new insight, all together mixed in a bowl becomes your product. So, what one tip would you give for someone out there who's
1: marketing a medtech innovation? If you kind of sum all this up uh, and, and put it all together, what what one tip would you give somebody in that situation?
2: Yes, stop marketing. That means stop pushing the product, stop selling. Ask what the people need. Ask what they would love to have. And then customize the approach to go about providing that solution which fits the requirements. Otherwise, you are literally just throwing everything Mm -hmm. on different people, thinking that one will stick, but it doesn't go that way. The days are gone that uh, the massive email blast or the post on your social media will capture... A cold lead or someone who doesn't know about your product and they will become your customer. Uh, you really have to engage with them. You really have to provide creative value at no cost first before you can ask for the money. Yeah, that gets that something really, really great to think about, and I appreciate that. So, usually at the end
1: of our rap battle we've usually thoroughly uh, killed the assumption and at this point yeah definitely uh you did a great job explaining why that false assumption why we've got to move beyond it so usually at this point we just say yeah man we killed it like way to go so you know we'll we'll uh, move right on to our our final segment which is shout out
2: shout out And
1: shout out is where we just recognize a person, sure. a so, thing, an idea, like to... and uh, you know, something that's just touched our hearts or our minds lately. So uh, it sounds like you've got one on your mind already. If there's one you'd like to throw out there.
2: Yeah, sure. So I, I would like to shout out not only just one person, but the community. So our community here in Arizona, we call it hashtag yes, it's been pretty awesome. It is keeping all the people together, both virtually as well as in person. And, you know, there was this one survey which was like, which I read a couple of months ago, which clearly talks about that why people decide to stay where they are staying, despite, you know, we can always talk about the weather, the pay scale, the company culture and everything. But at the grassroots level, the person will stay in that particular region or particular city is because that they know people there. They can rely, they can depend on them. So more people can connect with each other, the more community growth will take place. People will start collaborating. People will start helping each other, and that's the best way you can grow. Not only the community, but the city in in itself. The second shout out I would like to give is to my team. Without my team, I wouldn't be here talking to you and sharing all this critical learning experiences based on their interaction with different stakeholders and based on their experiences and my experiences combined. And then last but not the least, to my parents that they are okay with me doing this startup and not getting a job you know, (laughs) isn't it
1: funny how, how we think of it that way. I'm like, man, it's like, it's like 17 different jobs that you're doing. (laughs) You know, it's a, it's awesome to to hear that kind of shout out. It just, it speaks to, you know, where your strength is and where you've been able to use that strength from others to propel this, the the mission forward and the the Mm -hmm. business and the company forward. So thank you for those. I'll give a quick one myself to, to actually to three individuals, three friends, Todd Urey, Janet Kennedy, and Joe Lavelle follow podcasters. Todd started the Pharmacy Podcast Network, which has grown. My goodness, there, there's more than a dozen. There are so many other podcast programs in that network now. It's huge. It's crazy. Uh, Janet has uh, been the host of Get Social Health Podcast for a number of years now. and She has kept it going for years. And Joe, with the Intrepid Now health. Podcast. Uh, Man, uh, these three have just been. When you shouted out to the community, it made me think, man, the podcast community for me starts and ends with these three. Uh, It has grown since then, but uh, the three of us for years have just been in touch, uh, offering encouragement, learning, sharing resources, and that kind of thing. The the value of a community cannot be understated. We can't emphasize it enough how valuable it is to have people like that in our networks who do support us with whatever's going on and and have those ideas and are a sounding board and you know are there for you when when you need them so yeah likewise my, my shout outs to this healthcare podcast community that is growing as well and it's starting with those three so i wanted to give a shout out there so awesome way to, to wrap it up and end up. Uh, Neil, if, if our listeners want to get a hold of you uh, and connect with you and learn more about EpiFinder, uh, how is the best way for them to do that?
2: Yes. So uh, Go on your LinkedIn profile, type Neil Mehta, and I'll pop up and uh, shoot me a message and connect with me. If you are on Instagram, follow me at, at Neil Mehta, my first name, last name, 14. Or you can email me at Neil, N-E-E-L, at epifundercom
1: Awesome. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you today, Neil. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. And on behalf of Peter and myself, uh, thanks, everybody. That's a wrap.